Good afternoon. I'm Howard Longstaff, and I'm your regular host. Thank you for joining me this afternoon for this episode, Lifting the Curtain. Today's Lifting the Curtain is on Gareth Miles. Gareth is head of pre-sales within the big data technology space. He is someone that gets involved deeply with the client prospects, getting his hands dirty, if you will, as well as the sales process to help provide the insight for those clients to make the big decisions on enterprise offering that he is there to show them. This will hopefully give people a different dimension and a different view of Gareth as an individual. Good afternoon, Gareth. Hi, Howard. Thank you for the, uh, thanks for the introduction. Uh, great to be here. Excellent. As normal, we'll start off with a, a couple of easy questions to ease you in. The first one, what are the three books that you would recommend to someone else, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, and why? All right, one book, one book I'd heartily recommend is a book about leadership then. Uh, it's by Kenny Thomas, um, not the pop singer some people might recognize from the 90s. Um, however, in a weird way, the Kenny Thomas I'm referring to has also become a, a country and western singer or songwriter. Um, but his book is called Get It On, What It Means to Lead the Way. Um, to put it into context, he was one of the motivational speakers booked to join um, at a former company I was at when we went to Chairman's Club in uh, a Chairman's Club event in Antigua. Um, he, was, he was one of the leaders in the Battle of Mogadishu. Um, most people recognize that by the movie Black Hawk Down. Um, his story recounts you know, the horrors of what they had to go through just to survive, retrieve the fallen comrades, and, and also what it means to lead. And he says what it means to be counted on, you know, how important you are as leaders to the person on your left and the person on your right. It's, um, it's a fantastic book, uh, and it was great to have heard the story from uh, Kenny, you know, firsthand. Very privileged to have been there. Um, I think I've got a couple of other books probably I mentioned as well. One, one of them must... It's not uh, fictional, but um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a boxing fan, as I said, so it's really the autobiography of Carl Froch. Um, I'm a Nottingham lad, uh, and just like Carl, a, a fellow Forest fan, so you know, I was gutted I narrowly missed his, seeing his final fight. Uh, he'll say in front of 80,000 people, he'll often tell you, but um, I was presenting at the time, and I'd used every different mechanism to try and make sure that I, was, I would get tickets and get them reserved. Um, you know, God knows how many browsers, different devices, all logging in to try and get the tickets when they were released. Um, but nevertheless, uh, the, I managed to secure a couple of tickets, but they, were, they expired before my presentation finished. So, uh, you know, the other 80,000 tickets were sold in about 12 minutes, so I didn't get to go to that one. Um, and I think you said three. So my final choice would probably be, um, you, you'll learn through this Curtain Razor episode, I'm, I'm fascinated by space exploration. So this book by, you know, one of our own Brits is called Limitless by Sir Tim Peake. Um, and I love the stories he recounts in there and the pictures in his, um, um, his other book, not his biography. But can you imagine spending... He recalls spending seven days living in, in a cave, 12 days living underwater as part of your training. Can you imagine doing that? That's a great book. I'd recommend that. I believe that's three, Howard. So I've answered the brief. It is. Thank you very much. 
Okay, next one is, uh, do you have a particular chocolate or sweet that you love? <laughs> Why and what's the story? I've got lots. I'm, I've got a very sweet tooth. Um, but it's a funny question. I think if I think back, the favourite confectionery I had as a kid at the end of my paper round on a Saturday was a wham bar. I don't know if you can remember them. Um, they're probably the 80s equivalent of um, Rancher's Sours nowadays. And I just love that. Um, just love that snap crackle in the pop with the sour crispy bits mixed with the sweet candy so i don't know if you still get them if you can i'd like some so otherwise it'd have to be midget gems um usually i eat them by the bag full on a long kernigy car journey and um just like your chocolate oranges howard they're very rarely shared (laughs) (laughs) okay um name one person from your professional life who has had an extraordinary impact on your career. What did they do? And what did you learn from that person? Well, um, I've had 25 years in business, so um, great question. However, I must try and break this up into four, if you don't mind. I'll be quick. Uh, I think, first of all, I think I'd have to say someone had the opposite effect, you know, on on my career. And and that was something that my IT IT teacher said at school. Um, This was before I left school and, you know, considering which A-levels to do. Uh, And he discouraged me from doing IT as an A-level. He said, he said, I'd be no good at it, which, um, you know, um, it's quite harsh, but he meant well. As a teacher, I enjoyed working with him. Um, However, his his message proved to be a good thing to prove wrong, you know. Uh, Since then, I've worked for some of the largest well-known IT organizations in the world um, and not look back. But secondly, I'd have to say my mother, my late mother, uh, my in-laws and my wife have all instilled a heavy desire to be the best I can be and to work hard and, and provide for my family. Um, career-wise, there's um, two people probably. Uh, firstly, a gentleman called Kenneth Lucas or Ken, uh, he was the head of telecoms uh, in my first real job at Allied Demec. They're a former brewing company. Uh, and the rest of his team of 11 group telecoms managers, you know, Ken gave me lots of responsibility, principally for the creation of uh, telecoms network diagrams in AutoCAD. Uh, I got to travel the country and participate in installations and get a, a general good grounding. Uh, he hired me during my, during my sandwich degree course year for, on my degree. Um, the, hiring sto- the hiring process for that, that now that's a different story. Um, and more recently, I, I would say um, a lady called Tammy Booth. Um, she's now Senior Vice President at Dell. Um, I joined Tammy's pre-sales organization at, at a startup. It was a joint venture. Uh, between Cisco, EMC, VMware, and Intel at the time. Uh, when there were only like 10 pre-sales people globally, it's about 45 people in the whole company at the time. And at the first kickoff in, in Dallas, we were on, when we were on nobody's radar, you know, Tammy said, we're, we're going to make this rocket ship a multi-billion dollar market leader. Um, ultimately, Tammy inspired us and her organization, which grew to about 400 plus sales engineers or pre-sales people. Um, and Tammy built a small 
subset of that group um, of global architects, which I was one of them. I basically would meet every quarter, solve business problems, build standards and tools and artifacts for the, for the rest of the 400 plus army of SEs to use. Uh, we did deliver on that promise. Uh, became number one on Gartner's magic quadrant out of nowhere. That was against the likes of um, IBM, HP and Dell. And then eventually we were acquired by Dell. So it really went from zero to a $3 billion run rate company and uh, category leader. Uh, and I think um, the, the thing I'll never forget about Tammy, at our last day in, of kickoff in Orlando, um, Tammy announced that she'd be moving to another role. And, you know, the sight of seeing over 400 sales, uh, pre-sales engineers all standing in appreciation of that mentorship, belief and determination she'd given us was, um, it, it was amazing. Um, she's remarkable and I'm still a good friend today. Hope she won't, hope she won't mind me saying so. Excellent. That's a, an awesome story and um, certainly would have been fantastic to have, to have lived in and been part of the team that did it. Absolutely. It was a brilliant, uh, brilliant part of my career, as was the uh, first part when I, I mentioned Ken and the uh, telecoms team. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what lesson did you learn in the recent 2020 COVID and through lockdown? Um, I, I think there were many positives to take out of um, last year in the way it often brought people together. But this is a bit of a sad story, really. I recently lost a former colleague and friend who we all thought was the life and soul of any party. You know, um, nobody knows why, but in, in times when there's, there's more isolation than in peacetime than we've ever known, more people are dealing with emotional difficulties and things that, that might not be evident on the surface or obvious to anyone. And last year has essentially taught me to try and check in more, try and speak to the people that we know that might be isolated and don't just assume people are okay. Yeah, I agree. I, I also lost a friend in the summer, but COVID has highlighted these things, I think. Um, it has. During it, but, but as a warning for the future as well, I think. Yeah, you never know. I, I attended a celebration event for this um, this fellow and there were 94 people joined. You know, um, it's one of those if only things where people, if people knew how much they were appreciated, valued, admired, loved, um, you, you just hope it changed, but sadly... Not on this occasion. Yeah. What's, what's the most important in any given job, task, team, or individual, do you believe? Um, I, I think that's, for, for me, that's a simple thing. It's think customer first, you know, and, and op operate from a mindset. If you make your customer successful and contribute to their success, you will be too. It's as simple as that, um, in my opinion. And, and secondly, I'd, I'd go on to say, go all in on the specialisms that excite you. And I've been listening to a podcast called No Passion, No Point. Um, it, again, it's boxing related. Um, it's by the CEO and boxing promoter, Eddie Hearn, um, who interviews people from various sports or even professions where they've been passionate about their expertise and um, they've been very successful in their careers and you get to learn you know, what made them tick and, and how they adopted that mindset. So think customer first and, and go all in on your passion. That's probably what I'd say. It's very important. What hobbies or passions do you have? <laughs> how did you get them? 
and when? I hobby-wise, um, from a sporting perspective, I'd say it probably have to be ice hockey. Um, I've been skating since I was about eight. Always wanted to play ice hockey. Uh, when I was ten, um, myself and my brother had trials with the uh, Nottingham feeder team to the, the Nottingham Panthers. Um, it was so expensive, though, you know, for, for two of us as well. It really wasn't affordable to my family at the time. It was only when I was 25 and by chance, the, uh, the director of hockey for Nottingham Panthers, a gentleman called Alex Dampier, um, Canadian. He came to live on my road. Um, uh, and it's only then I found out that recreational ice, or ho- ice hockey was even a thing. Uh, so I joined a team in Sheffield called the Sheffield Ice Tigers. Uh, they all became really great friends. Um, whilst I watch a fair bit of ice hockey, I don't play very often now. Uh, although I did enjoy taking the family out to skate on the famous um, Lake Louise in Canada a few years ago and play some shinny or uh, pond hockey, as it's uh, also known, which was great. Um, and uh, another hobby, I like to build things. My um, favourite build was a, a go-kart that I'd fashioned for my son. Um, he was five at the time. I made it from a a, a kid's bicycle. I'd, I'd sawn it into, acquired some bits of wood, a bin lid for a bonnet and a school seat. Um, sounds a bit naff, but by the time I'd finished it, I'd have had some Audi lights, uh, working ignition, uh, two 12 volt batteries, an electric motor, accelerator pedal and brake lights, and uh, all in Mercedes silver, Volkswagen red with some uh, Lightning McQueen decals, which uh, my son loved. He was five at the time. Um, delighted and he did miles and miles on it no pun intended but the uh, the builds on youtube for anyone that wants to take a look yeah it's something i've i've already seen as you know uh, and happy to to share it with anyone else that wants to see it brilliant what do you do to de-stress uh i de-stress last year was one of those uh, things that we, we missed a lot uh I love and really miss all those um, family barbecues. So, you know, birthdays are a very big thing in my family here. Uh, so we always try and get together for everybody's birthday multiple times, anytime it's hot enough to have a barbecue. Um, I'm missing that and hope we can get back to some of those soon. Um, and also, since we've been at home for, well, ages, one of the, one of the things um, myself and my wife did last year to de-stress is buy a hot tub. Um, we love going out to our little hideaway um, in Norfolk. It's got an on-site spa. We're missing that. Um, since then, we've been in lockdown. Had to remain at home most of last year. So we've had a many a, a sunset in the hot tub with a good chat and a beer and a G and T. Excellent. If you could witness one moment in history, what would it be and why? Blimey, that's. Uh, Heck of a question. Uh, there are so many. Uh, I think um, I'm mad about everything to do with the space program, the NASA, SpaceX, um, you know, the space shuttle launches. I even watch them online when when they're well, not the space shuttle launches, but SpaceX now uh, when they're um, when they're going up. So you'd think it'd probably be the first moon landing. Um, it's not though. Uh, I think the event I'd most like to have witnessed in person or actually as a, a team member would be the, the team at Mission Control that 
help bring the crew of Apollo 13 safely back to Earth. You know, um, that, that demonstrates to me really that sometimes failure can lead to the greatest, greatest successes. You know, the power of mind, ideas and collective trial and error and the multiple failures that led to that, that occurrence, you know, was really, in my opinion, their, their finest hour. It's brilliant. I'd, I love watching the movie, but I'd have, I'd have really loved to have been there at the time. What, what app or tech products have you most recently fallen in love with or learned and why? <laughs> um, well, you know, I've been in this business a long time because I'm also very grey now. Um, greater than I care to admit. I have various yeah. different tech events. You know, I've gone from the, the move from mainframe towards personal computing. The client, I'm not that old, but the client server era, year 2K and that non-bubble, good computing, mobile and remote computing. There's an app for this, there's an app for that. Converged infrastructure, hyper-converged, cloud, multi-cloud, lots of them. Um, so lots of te different technical areas, but to answer the question, I think the thing that's got me most excited recently, uh, and I'm keen to learn more, is in, in true cloud environments. I, I love the agility that cloud environments bring, such as AWS, Google Cloud, Azure, VMware. There are others. Um, but to bring those technologies to startups, for example, who can use these environments quickly without CapEx investment and bring very disruptive innovation to the markets uh, is awesome. You know, watch this space. I'm, I'm currently working through some hefty professional development cycles this year to complete some multi-cloud certifications in, in three of those cloud providers. Excellent. Do you have uh, a most prized possession? What is it and why? Uh, possession? Um, physical possession? I'll, uh, this is where you're going to get the sentimental part of me. Um, in terms of a physical possession, the thing I'd absolutely be devastated at even if I'd lost or didn't have would have to be my my wedding ring. You know, I'm, I met my wife when I was a, a wee sprog about 18 years old and we've been through a lot. So, you know, lots of happy times, ups and downs, and but she's always been there for me, you know. That, so really I'd say the the wedding ring is a symbol to reflect all that life we've had together and hopefully more to come. Um, but it, relating that to business, I've had to spend weeks and weeks away from home, often in the US or away somewhere in Europe at client sites. And there's a, there's a certain amount of unpredictability, which it, it took me a while to appreciate, you know, that working in the IT industry often brings. Um, there's been times I've had to quickly change a plan and say, sorry, I can't make that now. Usually while I'm packing a bag for another continent and had to drop everything and get on a train, plane or automobile. <laughs> so, you know, it just reminds me that to get this far, it's, it's been very much a partnership. And I also couldn't have done it without her, you know. Uh, anyway, Howard, you know, before I get properly emotional and sentimental, next question. <laughs> okay. So do you have uh, or have a mentor or a coach? What was the best advice they ever gave you? Uh, I think I've got lots of mentors, people that have helped me, influenced me, advised me over the years. Um, but from an advice point of view, one, one of my good mates, Adam Winter, said to me a while back, he said, people buy from people, right? You know, it's a very simple statement, but if we boil it down and, and look at it a little deeper, 
it taught me to take the time to get to know your customer or your partner. You know, what, what is their function, how they're measured, what they need to be successful and how you can help them. You've got to build a relationship, establish a rapport. And if at the end of the day, you don't make an effort to do that and describe what you have worked from their perspective in their language and don't establish that trusted advisor mindset, you'll be lucky to get a sale, let alone repeat business. Good. Um, I hope you'd probably add me to that list at some point. Of course, of course, Howard. I think um, anybody that knows you will have heard of the, you know, the six on his men, and that's been invaluable too. Excellent. When and how long ago did you side up, decide on your current career journey and why? Um, that's a simple one. Remember back to my uh, IT teacher. Earlier on in this conversation uh, at school, I mentioned that I've been told by my um, IT teacher not to go into IT. You know, for a while I took his advice to heart and it influenced my A-level selections, which were business studies, psychology and sociology. There was no sign of IT because I, I took that guidance um, to heart. Uh, I wanted to become a psychologist at the time and it, really that turns out not to be my forte. Uh, I didn't make the grades I wanted to get into my university choices at that time for those particular subjects. So I had a choice, you know, do I pursue my passion, which was IT after all? Uh, I did. Um, I had to go through the clearing system, um, but I did apply to the University of Derby on their information system degree back in 1992. And I've never looked back, you know, worked for some of the, the biggest um, IT organisations uh, in the world. Excellent. Have you, have you some, something that you are particularly proud of that you've done in the past? A project, achievement, a big sale? What is it? A uh, big sale project. Yeah. Uh, although I don't want to dine out on this forever, and some people say I, I do, um, I'm particularly proud to have broken a few records while I was at um, VCE as a a principal we called a v architect um a pre-sales engineer in other words um we were at our kickoff event in i think it was 2013 uh, and our global vp of sales at the time said um as, as an incentive competition to the sales and pre-sales team uh, he said that whoever can beat the largest single transaction deal you know the, the lead sales and the lead pre-sales person on that deal would be recorded, rewarded with a new Rolex. Um, so, you know, without that being the motiv motivation, because I, I hasten to add, you know, a, a good colleague and friend had to remind me of the competition stakes after we'd broken the record. Uh, I've been working on a deal with a client uh, with the sales lead. Um, essentially, they needed a complete transformation to exit their data centers, new infrastructure, compute, storage, network, backup, Thousands of virtual servers, virtual desktop, disaster recovery, a migration pathway, everything apart from the kitchen sink to get out of that environment. Um, so we had that, that customer permanently in our office. Well, they were a prospect at the time, but permanently in our office, um, solutioning with us for about eight weeks, solid. Uh, nevertheless, we did that deal, commenced the post-sale architecture workshops, reviews, deployment, um, created a glide path uh, and it turned out to be the gl largest global deal we'd ever done as a company 
Um, and many of the team, you know, it's a massive team effort, but um, lots of the team were rewarded with, you know, decent bonuses, kudos. Um, and my, myself and my partner in crime at the time, Adam Winter, were, we were both, uh, as promised, rewarded with a, a you know, stunning Rolex, uh, as well as uh, awarded with uh, back-to-back trips to the um, CEO club events, uh, the chairman's um, president club events in uh, Antigua and Aruba. Uh, and, you know, we beat that record again the following year with another financial services client, which was, uh, you know, fantastic. I always look, at, look back on that time as a great time. Excellent. Have you still got and do you still wear the Rolex? I do still wear the Rolex, yeah. Um, I, I typically try and wear it for special occasions now. I did have it, um, I wore it solid for about six years and um, I recently had to have it serviced. So I've just serviced it um, and it, now it, it comes out for special occasions. Excellent. Who is the best co-worker or collaborator that you've worked with? Um, well, going back to that time I've just mentioned, um, in the early days of my time at VC, I was asked to mentor a group of um, new associates, new architects, and they were all brilliant. I think there was about seven or eight of them, but two, two of them I'd like to mention, though, and I hope they won't mind, are a gentleman called Johannes Sieben. Um, he's uh, at Delhi MC. Uh, and um, a lady called uh, Christelle Vino. Um, she now works at VMware. Uh, both of them were relatively new to the tech industry and essentially had a massive appetite to learn, huge desire to achieve, and, and also fantastic attention to detail. So during my time on the projects I've t- talked about above, they were instrumental to helping us achieve those goals, smash the records we just mentioned. And seeing their growth professionally since then uh, has also been brilliant to see. You know, Johannes, he's been a country pre-sales manager now for a while, building his own very successful team. And Christelle's now become a, a very well-respected senior technology consultant and also owner of her own startup business too. So, you know, both of them, they helped me massively and I'm very proud to have seen and being a part, small part of their own success too. Excellent. Have you got a, a project or an a achievement that you're looking at doing over the coming year? What is it? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking some time to do some um, serious professional development this year, and I really want to uh, achieve multi-cloud certification for uh, AWS, um, GCP, Google Cloud Platform, and Azure. Um, I've already kicked the ball rolling, uh, completing the AWS practitioner level, and hopefully very shortly want to pick up the coveted associate level. So, you know, multi-cloud is the goal, since I think a good level of knowledge of more than one vendor, technology and business benefits to complement, you know, those 25 years of experience will only help me best advise customers of choice, you know, solutions and solving problems which at the end of the day, customer success is what it's about. So, you know, again, drive customer success and, and we will be too. Excellent. It's always worth getting the certifications as well. What company would you like to work for? Uh, I, I don't want to single myself out to any one company. I think I've got a lot of skills I can bring and there are hundreds of companies out there I'd, I'd love to learn from and add value to. So um, I think, there was a self-confessed space nut 
Uh, I think it would be remiss of me not to say I'd, I'd absolutely love to work for NASA if you're listening. Um, and also, I think working for a company where you know failure is not only encouraged, so allowed but encouraged, uh, as as in the example we gave about Apollo 13, and you know where some of life's biggest achievements are made, will also make me like to maybe work for SpaceX. Yeah. Elon, if you're listening, you know um, what Elon Musk did and has done to modernise space exploration reusable rockets amongst other things is incredible so uh, back down to earth though really I think I'd, I'd really like my next role to go deep into helping companies adopt or migrate to if they're not already cloud native and embrace cloud technology whether they're a startup or well-established business it doesn't matter uh, I'm an evangelist at heart and love working with people from different disciplines to help them solve their their business problem so you just emphasised their business there. What did you mean by that? Um, that, that comes down to stakeholders. I, I emphasise there because, you know, customers will have multiple stakeholders, CEOs, CTOs, chief financial officers, data protection officers, technical teams. And I think it's really important to appreciate and find out the motivations or the inhibitors and the KPIs driving each business person to need to change always this change you know um not everybody will um not everybody will simply embrace your technology they'll, they'll have some resistance along the way so to help them see the way and adopt something new you've really got to get into their mindset what changes do you believe will impact your industry the most over the next year oh, great question um i think the biggest change I've noticed over the past year um, during COVID, it's been a fundamental switch to the way we all work, you know, to remote working for those that can. I think this is going to continue into this year and beyond. Uh, that in itself is going to present and has been presenting a whole load of new normals, new opportunities and increased reliance on virtualization, communication methods, um, contact center uh, stuff. And whilst I think um, we'll all be glad to get some face-to-face -face interaction again, um, it'll probably be a slow burn going back towards occupying offices and traveling to client sites. Although I do love to see customer in person, I think we've all demonstrated it's possible to achieve a lot remotely with the likes of Zoom, Teams, Skype, or whatever. You know, we're doing it now, Howard. So I think as well, beyond all that, I think we might, start to see more and more applications across all sectors that rely on blockchain technologies. Um, I think that's going to become a lot more mainstream. And until recently, I think the predominant perception of blockchain has just been associated with um, cryptocurrency. But there's way, way more potential that, than that. So you know, imagine the manufacturing industry as an example. If, if they could use blockchain to verify the authenticity of an engine part, coming from you know a multitude of suppliers that they've got being able to retrace that through a blockchain ledger right down to an individual part or revision or transaction or supplier um the possibilities are endless and, and permanent you know across all industries and verticals <clears throat> I, I would agree on on both counts i think you know um working working at home working from home um sales and pre-sales i think it's it's something that's obviously been happening for quite a while um 
and, and I think we'll continue to do so, um, but it will spread into other, other areas as well. And we're seeing that already. Uh, and again, with the blockchain technology, the low code, they are really starting to, to make waves into that. Um, I mean, I know China has got something like um, 1,200 new companies, all of which are doing blockchain and low code. Uh, Singapore is hot on its heels as well, uh, as well as many of the, the startups in the UK. So we certainly haven't seen the last of it. It's all going to be happening a lot more over recent years. I agree. I think there's massive potential there. I've got one more question for you. It's an ad hoc, off-the-cuff question, really. Um, what are you looking for in your next role? You, you sort of hit a pinnacle um, recently in head of pre-sales. You also got involved heavily with channel and partner management, you know, getting a bunch of partners up and running uh, in your last role. Um, what, are you, what are you looking for next? Uh, thanks, um, Howard. A great question again. Um, so having led teams through influence, and having to leverage skills from all sorts of functions and different departments, um, you know, within a company, across companies, across partners uh, and disciplines. I think what I'd like to do now is to possibly build out a pre-sales team, you know, for an organization, whether that's a startup or a um, well-established organization, doesn't really matter there. Um, fundamentally, though, I, I love to mentor people, bring out the best in them. So there's nothing better than helping other people to be successful you know that's the way we scale that's the way we grow uh, and by that i mean helping them focus on customers you know, solve business problems win deals add value to organizations and be trusted advisors and have a lot of fun along the way excellent who would you recommend to do behind the curtain next uh i, I think um i'd like to hear uh, from one of my former colleagues um Still a good friend, and also I believe uh, an unrelated namesake of yours. Um, and say, Mr. James Longstaff, you're, you know, he will be my nomination. Excellent. I, I will knock on his door and see if we can get him to do it. <laughs> Gareth, I think we're going to call you our um, measured man from now on. <laughs> Many thanks for lifting the curtain. All the best in the future, and I look forward to the beer that we can all get one safely with the old crew as soon as possible. Many thanks. Thanks, thanks Howard. Absolutely. Love, love to do that. Um, and looking forward to that beer for sure. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.